Welcome to Making the Brand, the podcast where marketing and pop culture collide. I'm your host, Brianne Fleming. I can't wait to chat about brands, boy bands, and everything in between, because brands who have a pulse on pop culture can create adoring fans of their own. I consider myself to be a pretty creative person, but man, I would love to be a creative mastermind like Taylor Swift. Anytime she gives us a glimpse into her songwriting sessions or releases a behind-the-scenes voice memo or shares exactly how a song or vision came to life, I can't help but take notes. I just, I want to understand her brain. (laughs) There is a 2019 quote of Taylor's that always sticks out to me. When she was honored at the Time 100 Gala, she opened up saying songwriting is the main pillar holding up her career. She said, quote, if you write, you can turn your lessons into your legacy, end quote. I never thought of it that way, but the things you write and publish really do shape the legacy you leave behind, as well as the impact you can have on others with your platform. In this episode, I want to dive even deeper into Taylor Swift's songwriting genius and share her secret for organizing her lyrics. Her framework is also something you can apply to your own content creation process, so more on that in a bit. So in September 2022, Taylor was honored at the Nashville Songwriter Awards and was named the Songwriter Artist of the Decade. I'm going to read part of her acceptance speech. It is a bit lengthy. But we know that Taylor doesn't waste words. So she said, quote, I've never talked about this publicly before because, well, it's dorky. But I also have, in my mind, secretly, established genre categories for lyrics I write. Three of them to be exact. They are affectionately titled quill lyrics, fountain pen lyrics, and glitter gel pen lyrics. I know this sounds confusing, but I'll try to explain. I came up with these categories based on what writing tool I imagine having in my hand when I scribbled it down, figuratively. I don't actually have a quill. Anymore. I broke it once when I was mad. I categorize certain songs of mine in the quill style if the words and phrasing are antiquated, if I was inspired to write it after reading Charlotte Bronte, or after watching a movie where everyone is wearing poet shirts and corsets. If my lyrics sound like a letter written by Emily Dickinson's great-grandmother while sewing a lace curtain, that's me writing in the quill genre. I will give you an example from one of my songs, Ivy, I'd categorize as quill. I was one to know I'd meet you where the spirit meets the bones In a faith-forgotten Brought forth an incandescent glow, tarnished but so grand. Taylor goes on to say, and quote, Number two, fountain pen style. I'd say most of my lyrics fall into this category. Fountain pen style means a modern storyline or references with a poetic twist, taking a common phrase and flipping its meaning, trying to paint a vivid picture of a situation down to the chipped paint on the doorframe and the incense dust on the vinyl shelf. Placing yourself and whoever is listening right there in the room where it all happened. The love, the loss, everything. The songs I categorize in this style 
sound like confessions scribbled and sealed in an envelope, but too brutally honest to ever send. For example, from All Too Well. Continued, Taylor says, The third category is called Glitter Gel Pen, and it lives up to its name in every way. Frivolous, carefree, bouncy, syncopated perfectly to the beat. Glitter Gel Pen lyrics don't care if you don't take them seriously, because they don't take themselves seriously. Glitter Gel Pen lyrics are the drunk girl at the party who tells you that you look like an angel in the bathroom. It's what we need every once in a while in these fraught times in which we live. Example from Shake It Off. My ex-man brought his new girlfriend. She's like, oh my God, I'm just going to shake into the fella over there with the hella good hair. Won't you come on over, baby? We can shake, shake, shake. Yeah. Taylor continues, why did I make these categories, you ask? Because I love doing this thing we are fortunate enough to call a job. Writing songs is my life's work and my hobby and my never-ending thrill. I am moved beyond words that you, my peers, decided to honor me in this way for work I'd still be doing if I had never been recognized for it. End quote. There is even more to this speech. I highly recommend you go and read it, but I just love, like I said, getting a glimpse into her process. And this categorization is just so fascinating to me. Taylor Swift proves that even the best creators need a process and their own system. Her simple categorization of lyrics helps her approach each idea with a little more clarity. It's way less daunting than staring at a blank page. So I'd like you to take a moment to reflect on your content creation process. Do you have a system? How do you organize your ideas? Maybe you could use a little help in this department. So I want to share a simple concept with you. One that isn't necessarily novel, but one that is tried and true. It's what we call the content theme formula. And it's a formula because it's a little mathematical. It's adding several pieces together to equal one repeatable content theme that can fill your content calendar from week to week and month to month. The best thing about defining content themes is that they're versatile. You can customize them for any channel. Before I break it down, I have an article about this linked in the episode description that gives you lots of examples. I've also included a link to a worksheet to download to help you define your own content themes. So jumping right in, to create content themes on any marketing channel, follow this formula. Content bucket plus content type plus Brand point of view equals your content theme. So starting with the first part of the formula, the content bucket. This is the first part of the formula because your audience comes first. 
Your content bucket is how you'll add value and ensure your content has a purpose that serves your fans. As you develop content ideas, start by categorizing them into content buckets, a la Taylor Swift. When you approach your content with one of these buckets in mind, there's always something in it for your audience. So there are six buckets. The first is educational, which teaches me something. There's conversational, which engages me in a conversation. There's promotional, which entices me with something interesting, something that will help me. There's entertainment, which captivates me, it interests me, makes me laugh and just holds my attention. Inspirational, influence me, help me become a better person. And lastly, connection, unite me with others. This bucket is really about community building. So now that you know the content buckets and the first part of the formula, we move on to the second part where you'll choose your content type. This is pretty straightforward, but it answers, what exactly will you be posting? Your content type speaks to the physical media you plan to publish. So that could be things like a blog or article, a tweet. Is it a short form video like a reel or a TikTok? Is it a long form video? Is it an image, a meme, a GIF, infographic, poll, Instagram story? Is it an ebook, template, or document? Is it a photo gallery? How exactly are you going to execute that idea? What is that content type? And the last part of the content formula is your brand's point of view. This part is the trickiest, but it's also your secret ingredient. This answers what special flair will you add to your content to differentiate it? This can speak to the visual aesthetic of the content, its story angle, how it sounds, how it's structured, etc. Your brand's point of view is where you add an essential design rule or element that makes your content yours. And when it's unique and repeated over time, you become unmistakable to your audience. You can implement this point of view as part of a seasonal campaign or an everlasting brand staple. And your point of view statement isn't chosen from a finite list like the six content buckets or the content formats that I listed. It's simply just a few words describing what makes your idea uniquely yours. So let's bring all of this together. One of the most well-known examples of the content formula that I can share here is Vogue's 73 Questions. This is a content series that Vogue does on YouTube where they interview a celebrity at their home and they ask them 73 questions back to back to back, completely unedited. It's all shot in one take while the celebrity gives a walking tour of their home. So this isn't just any interview that any brand can do. It's a style that is specific to Vogue and it's repeatable over time. They followed the same 73 question format or content theme formula with celebrities like Adele, Alicia Keys, Neil Patrick Harris, Simone Biles, and countless others. So the formula for this would be something like content bucket, entertainment, content format, video, point of view, 73 celebrity interview questions with an unedited home tour. 
Other well-known examples of the content formula in action can also be seen beyond social media, but through late-night shows like Jimmy Kimmel's celebrity mean tweet segments or even SNL's weekend update. The general idea for these segments are defined once and then repeated over time. I'm sure there are so many others to name and maybe some examples that are even coming to mind as you're listening to this. So if you ever find yourself wondering what to post and how to fill your content calendar, the best advice I can give you is put on some Taylor Swift, grab a glitter gel pen, and start formulating content themes. They will be the gift that keep on giving. And again, check out the link to my blog post with more examples along with the worksheet so you can start making your own themes. It's all linked right here in the episode description. Thanks for listening. If you're a fan of this podcast, be sure to subscribe or better yet, leave a review. For marketing wisdom with a pop culture twist sent straight to your inbox, sign up for my newsletter at briannefleming.com slash newsletter or find me on Twitter at Brianne2K. As always, thanks for listening.